0: Recorded live. The letters of the Bible. We're picking it up in James. We're going to read chapter 3, the letter of James. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus as we go through this study. James, chapter 3. As you know, I'm going to read it first. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths, that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which, though they be of so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire, kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea, is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? Neither a vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and and fresh. Who is a wise man, and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. And for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, and without partiality, and without And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. An interesting chapter. Absolutely. James is writing here. Let's go back to the beginning of James 3. James 3, the first verse, so we know who James is addressing here. My brethren, be not many masters. Now, I want you to understand that this word uh, master um, is also, you know, could be translated teacher. James is not talking about just any old person that God uses as, you know, one-on-one teaching, you know, somebody asks a question, you tell them. That's not really, you know, who James is geared toward. The word masters is the key for you to understand, okay? And that is the leaders, okay? So in our days, that would be pastors, elders, deacons, um uh, Apostles, whatever they call themselves today in the churches, um, reverends, um, all of those uh, types of people, okay, that are teaching, okay? So just because you're a pastor doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to teach most of the time, but some pastors are called to do other things, Um, in reality. But James is talking about the pastors, leaders, elders, deacons, whoever's in charge, those that are teaching on that level. Okay, so that's who he's addressing. Knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, so what is he saying, my brethren, be not many masters, okay, so understand, okay <laughs> if you're going to be a leader teacher in any way, shape, or form, then you shouldn't you should think about that because guess what? this word, greater condemnation, uh, James is actually saying stricter judgment. You better be sure of what you're teaching because God is going to, guess what, punish you. You're going to have to pay an answer for what you've taught others. Absolutely. And people today, I'd amazing to me on facebook and stuff that i hear you know the things that they teach the newest one and it it really is horrible for me to think about is that teachers these type of master teachers other people are flocking to them and listening to them that's a master teacher that they and they study the bible and they're going off on all of these paths. Satan has them believing all of this stuff. And they're teaching the people to do it. And one of the horriblest ones, the worst ones, that that is now there is to throw out Paul. And Paul is not a servant of God. That's just, you know, Satan has and to teach that satan has these people deceived you better believe that they will be judged i've done my job which was to warn them that uh and try to explain to them and show them about paul uh and so has others uh, done the same but they won't listen well they're going to have to answer uh for that you know, the teaching. So so that's what James is talking about. He's talking about, hey, if you want to be a teacher, okay, but guess what happens? Uh, you're going to get punished. When God has given you a job like that to do, then he knows that you're number one able to do it and you better do the job the way God wants you to do it or you're in trouble. I want us to go to um hold your place in James and go to Matthew. Okay. And I want us to look at this parable um uh, the Matthew 25. Okay. And I want us to go to starting in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his uh, own ability. And straightway took his journey. So he knew who could do what, and he gave them what they needed to do that. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained the other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lord's money. So you understand uh, the one they had the ability to do the work, but they didn't. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. You know the story. The one with the ten, the one with the two, I mean the five, uh, two, ten. And then you had one that made had two and they doubled it. And then you had the one and the uh, one that had five talents and the one that had two talents. They did their job, did what they were supposed to do, and um, their Lord was happy with them. And then 24 says, Then he which had received the one talent, and this is you've been given the ability to teach. That's your talent, okay? To teach and to teach others. And I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou has that is thine. So you didn't do the teaching the way that you're supposed to do the teaching. Or... Even worse than that, you didn't even do teaching at all. His Lord answered and said unto them, Thou wicked and slothful, verse 26, Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gatherest where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that has been given, he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Meaning, master teachers, if you're teaching false doctrine or you're not teaching at all verse 30 applies to you and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth so yes stricter judgment you're going to have to answer for what God has given you so continuing, because in many things we, and the word should be stumble, we offend all or make all stumble as as master teachers. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole, tongue, whole body. <laughs> James is saying, listen. Master teachers, those that are sent to teach people, guess what? We sometimes, guess what? Yes, we get people, we make people stumble. We make people, you know, what we're saying bothers them. And James goes on and he says, hey, (laughs) if somebody's talking about himself now, He's talking about himself now. He's saying, when I teach, I get people to stumble. That's right. We're human. Okay? And James says, man, if there's somebody out there that can teach all people <laughs> and they don't get them to stumble, wow, now they are powerful. <laughs> they're, they're, they're on a better track than I am, James is saying. And so James is explaining the reason why. We're human. We make mistakes. Sometimes we let our humanity take over our words that we're saying instead of letting the Holy Spirit lead us as we're teaching others. And that's the point. Let's find out. uh, James likes to give examples, and I love it. Verse 3. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. So he's talking about a horse. You put a little piece of metal in the mouth of a horse, and hey, he doesn't like that. That if you pull on it, the rein it hurts his mouth. So he learns to, you know, the way to stop it from hurting is to go with the rain, you know, where you're pulling it, so it won't hurt no more. And he gets that. And so when he feels the start tug of that rain, all he needs is a little bit of a feel. He'll know where to turn. And behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small uh, rudder. The word says helm, but it's not. it's a rudder. It's in the water, it, you know, and the boat, you know, when when that little rudder is turned by the wheel, then guess what? The the whole boat turns that way. Just the little old rudder. And so he's saying um, with a very um, small rudder, whithersoever the governor lists this. So the governor is the pilot which is interesting, this word here and these words here being used in this is also words that are used regarding spiritual gifts, okay? One of the spiritual gifts is to be a rudder. And guess what? You're, if you have that spiritual gifts, what it means is that the Holy Spirit will... Have you go to people, and uh you will get to know through speaking with them and finding out what their talents are, and your um, conversation with them, which is the rudder, is directing them so they're supposed to be you know evangelists, so you're when you're talking to them, you direct them on the path of an evangelist. Or say they're supposed to be a t- teacher and they're, they're an evangelist because everybody's, you know, quote, supposed to be doing the Great Commission. Everybody's supposed to be evangelizing. No, sorry, Bible says just the opposite of that. So as a rudder, you would say No. Your gift is teaching. Stick to your teaching. Stay away from the evangelizing. That's for the evangelist. And so that's what a rudder does, uh, spiritually speaking. So, James continues, and he's talking about this little, old rudder, is, um, you know, there to move a huge ship. Even so, here's his point, as a master teacher... We fail as humans. Why? The tongue is a little member. Yep, right there in your mouth. And boasteth great things. Oh, it can say some great stuff. Oh, it likes to say great stuff. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. I'm sure from this you can tell that James had trouble. (laughs) He had trouble um, biting his tongue, and that's where this saying comes from. You stop your tongue from talking. You know, you bite your tongue, you can't talk. <laughs> so, so people, you put your foot in your mouth. And so the point is that he's letting us know, I, I just love it. You get to see a little bit more about James, you know, and that, oh yeah, he had trouble, man, he said things he shouldn't say, he he boasted about stuff, and, you know, comes to mind, to me, would be, you know, Paul and James, they didn't get along, Mm-mm. no, they didn't get along at all, and um, uh, Peter and, and Paul got along pretty well, uh, to a certain extent, uh, but uh, Peter had his problems, but, they still got along. James and Paul no. And so, you know, I can see where Paul was, you know, had spent um uh, many years with Jesus, learning what Jesus wanted him to know. And so Paul was out there doing the works that Jesus wanted him to do, and James would of course, you know Paul would come to Jerusalem, where James was, where Jesus had told him not to be he said, Jesus said, "Stay in Jerusalem until you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, but once you receive it, go into the world, not stay in Jerusalem." Anyway, so James is over there in Jerusalem, and Paul went every once in a while to Jerusalem. And I can just see through this that, you know, think about it. James is saying, um, you know, I walked with Jesus. Yeah, who is this? Paul, dumb it. Paul, you know. And so they probably had a little, I walked with Jesus. Yeah, I spent time with Jesus. I sure did. He told me. You know, Paul is saying, and James is saying, well, I walked with him, and, you know, so that's that's probably what's coming to mind in Paul's mind. Um, That, uh, you know, he and, and of course, what is that? It's pride and arrogance, okay? It doesn't matter who walked with Jesus. It doesn't matter who Jesus taught. It matters that you're doing what Jesus wants you to do. That's the point that Jesus wants. Not that you say, I did this, I did that, whatever. And so, anyway, that's why it says there in verse 5, Behold, how great a matter, a little fire, kindleth <laughs> Man, it gets out of control. Another example, and Paul wrote about it, is that, um, and, uh <laughs> Is that uh, James, uh, who was uh, in control of the Jew, uh, Jerusalem Church, um, that they weren't uh, making any money? God wasn't blessing them. Why? Because they weren't doing their job. But anyway, <laughs> and um, and so Paul got Corinth to uh, and other churches to get together. And, you know, Paul loved the brethren. He didn't care if they didn't get along with him. He loved the brethren. He had zeal. He had God's love. And that's the way you're supposed to be. And so what Paul did was Paul got the um, some Christians together to put some money together. And he brought it to James in Jerusalem for the saints in Jerusalem so that they could continue the work of God because they weren't being blessed by God. And James refused it. He wouldn't take the gift. So it's sad, isn't it? Uh, and of course, James could be thinking about that one too. His pride let him. You know, why wouldn't he take the gift? You know, well, I didn't like Paul. <laughs> you know, and so anyway, um, an outsider. Remember, uh, you know, remember what the disciples were like when Jesus was walking with them. They had said, "Hey." We stopped this guy. He wasn't walking with us. He's not part of our group. And he was casting out demons in your name. And we stopped him. And Jesus, what did he say? He said, don't do that. He says, if somebody's working in my name, then he's with us. He's not against us. You see, that's, you know, and Paul, an outsider. What You weren't with us. You you know, that kind of thing. All has to do with pride. So then what happens? What happens when James does things like that with Paul? Trouble happens. And Peter was afraid of James. Mm -mm -mm. Peter was afraid of James. He didn't want to hear James get mad at him. So instead of James being mad at him, uh, Peter had to be chastised by Paul because uh, Peter uh, was you know, hanging out with the Gentile Christians and eating with them and having no trouble with them. And guess what happened? Uh, James's people came from Jerusalem to see what was going on and say hi and, you know, fellowship or whatever, and Peter. And Peter and Barnabas, oh, my goodness, they were so afraid of James and what he would say. And when they saw him the next time, if they weren't doing things his way, that guess what happened? Uh, Peter and Barnabas stopped eating and associating with the Gentile Christians. <laughs> so Paul had to go and straighten it out, man. You don't do that. That's not the way it's supposed to. See, that's the power of James. That's who James was, man. He was a, <laughs> a control freak, man. He was tough. <laughs> and people were afraid of him and And see, it's telling us here. It's showing us here. Uh, James is saying, wow, man, (laughs) I have done some stuff. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire and a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. So yes the the tongue can get you in trouble. You put your foot in your mouth so you have to do things or not do things or your body has to, you know, follow through with whatever it is that you've said, you know, like, you know, uh, people that are putting their foot in their mouths and their tongue is doing things that, you know, that uh that is not right, and not what God wants you to do, an example would be something like, you know, an evangelist saying, I'm going to get a hundred people into the kingdom of God, you know, yeah, sure, you're going to get, no, that's not, you don't get anything, but, you know, that's a hundred people, that's the talk, the tongue said that, okay, so now the body, he sent it to a bunch of people. <laughs> so now he has to follow through with his 100 people. How am I going to get a 100 people? Why would I say that? Now he's got to go and he's got to, by hook or by crook, go and make himself a 100 people uh, to be believers. And so when you do that and you do it the wrong way without the Holy Spirit, guess what? It is. Does you no good, you will be rejected by Jesus Christ, okay? That's what James is talking about, and I'm sure hmm, that James has experienced that himself. He would say things, thinking he was something because he was connected to Jesus and um and so he's letting us know here, you know, because James is a master teacher. He was with Jesus. Of course, he's a master teacher. If you walk with Jesus, you're definitely going to be a master teacher. And so, let's continue. Verse 7. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. So, you know, everything that they knew or saw, they knew that the beast can be tamed. You know, the animals, we can... Uh, figure a way to make them do what we want them to do. They can be taught, you see. But the tongue, but the tongue (laughs) can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. It is, it is. If, if what? If you let and make the choice of flesh instead of following the Spirit. That's what Paul was teaching us in Romans chapter 8. I want us to hold our place in James. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons. And ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again the fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Yes, as long as you're following the Holy Spirit's leading and you're letting the Holy Spirit do the talking and not your humanity using that, tongue (laughs) to say dumb stuff, okay, you got a choice. I want us to go back here in Romans 8, and I want us to see Paul, what he's saying, okay. And I want us to look at verse 1 first. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Okay, they just, okay, I'm a believer. I believe, I believe. Can't condemn me. Wait. It doesn't say that. Let's see what else it says. Condition, condition. Do you have control of that tongue? Get you in trouble. James knew it well. Who walk not after the flesh. So, guess what? (laughs) That's what James is saying back here (laughs) with the tongue, man. The tongue gets me in trouble. I say things. Why? Is that the Holy Spirit speaking through James when he gets himself in trouble and says stuff or when we get in trouble by saying stuff? Not pride or arrogance or whatever. You know, is it? No, of course not. It's the flesh. So, what's Paul saying (laughs) in this verse? He's saying, who walk not after the flesh. Okay, so guess what? If you walk after the flesh, is there condemnation? Absolutely so. Baloney with the one saved, always saved nonsense. And then Paul continues, he says, but after the spirit. So, let's go back to James chapter 3. I I'm feel sorry for James in a way, you know, it's just the way it is. So let's read verse 8 again. But the tongue can be no man tamed. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Yes, if you're letting the flesh control you. Therewith, bless we God, even the Father. So So guess what? Did James say Jesus was God? No. Did James say Jesus was the Father? No. Of course not. (laughs) Because Jesus was neither God nor the Father. He was... A human, okay? He had the logos of God dwelling with him. Didn't make him deity. (laughs) And therewith, curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. And I'm sure, probably, James is thinking about Paul. Because Paul was a great servant of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, Paul (laughs) went and got it done. I mean, he went and got it done. He went from town to town to town to town to town to town. Oh, man, I wish I was like Paul. I can tell you that. And so what James is saying is that, listen, God has made us in his image. We look like he looks. Okay, so all of you out there that think that God doesn't have an image, (laughs) he doesn't have a form, he's like some invisible spirit thing you can't see. (laughs) It's so funny. I mean, what? <laughs> so James is uh, James is saying, you know, God made us to look like him, okay? We look like God looks. He has a head. He has an arms. He has shoulders. He has feet. He has a body. He's got the whole thing that we have, okay? He's just a supernatural. <laughs> and so James is saying, listen, you know, it's hard, man. Some people get under my skin. You know, these Christians, man, they get under my skin and I say things I shouldn't say. That's what James is saying. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. So James is going, man, blessings and cursings. You're talking about Jesus. You're talking about the good news. You're teaching the word of God. Uh, at one time, and then something bothers you or a Christian asks you a question that you don't like, (laughs) and and guess what? Your mouth that you were just talking about the Bible and God and Jesus now is going to start saying bad stuff. (laughs) That's what James is talking about. My brother and these things ought not be so. So he gives us another example. He's saying, now is James saying that, hey, we're perfect. We're always going to say good stuff. We're not going to lose our cool. (laughs) No, that's not what he's saying at all. He's saying, we shouldn't lose our cool, man. (laughs) But guess what? Paul told us back in Romans, listen, you have a choice. You can follow the flesh, get yourself in trouble, or follow the spirit, and you'll be all right. (laughs) There's no condemnation if you're following the Spirit because God won't lead you down a path that will get you in trouble. Okay, you can lead yourself down a path to get yourself in trouble, and we do. And so anyway, that's what uh, James is talking about. You humans, we sometimes choose the wrong path. Verse 11, he goes into an example. Doth a fountain send forth At the same place, sweet, water, and bitter. So he's talking about water now because, of course, Jesus is the living water. When you're talking about the kingdom of heaven, it's living water to those that are thirsty for it. So the same place in the flesh world, uh, sweet water and bitter water? No. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries? No. (laughs) Either a vine figs? No. Everything does its own thing. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? No. (laughs) It's not going to happen. You're either going to get salt water or fresh water or a combination. You're not going to get. You know, one half of the water is coming out fresh, and the other half of the water is, you know, the side of the water when it comes out. <laughs> no, it ain't going to happen. You can't do it that way. It's not humanly possible. Verse 13. So, James um, had a problem with this. He did. So, he's letting us know, and that's how God works with us. He really does. He works with us by getting other believers that are having the same trouble that learn from it, hopefully, and that they get together with you and learn from what you went through without having to actually go through it themselves, if they're wise. Um, uh, Who is a wise man and endureth with knowledge among you? So uh, James is saying, who's got wisdom there? Let him show out of a good conduct what he's doing his works with meekness of wisdom. So master teacher, going back to master teacher now because that's who he's talking to, master teacher, listen, listen to those that have our authority over others, meaning teaching them, you're going to teach them. Make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. And when you're teaching, teach with meekness of wisdom, using God's words, God's holy Spirit, to speak through you, not your human thoughts. And he continues, and he says, "But, so how do you know if you're being led by the Holy Spirit or not? This is the not, verse 14. But if you have bitter envyings and strife in your hearts, glory not in lie, not against the truth. Okay, don't lie and say that you don't. James was envious of Paul, obviously. Paul was just a go-getter and doing what Jesus wanted him to do, town to town, and James was just sitting over there in Jerusalem, not doing what Jesus told him to do. Thinking that oh well I'm supposed to be here and oh look I got all these people here and let me take care of them and not do what Jesus told me to do understand and so when James sees Paul doing all this and everybody like going to Paul and wanting to hear from Paul and wanting to see what he has to say and they didn't care too much what James had to say uh, except for the brethren you know uh, the to the disciples, the ones who were with Jesus with them. Um, you know, he, he would get envious of that. Obviously, that's why he's talking about it. He's letting us know it isn't the way it's supposed to be. If someone's, to, you know, if God's using someone to do the works, don't be envious of that person, okay? And he goes in and he says... And don't lie, don't tell yourself a lie, and say, "I'm not envious of that person when you are fifteen this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. the word is demonic, that's right, guess what oh, you mean if there's strife and envy and going on amongst the brethren, and they're doing that with each other, and my my words are right, my interpretation's right. I'm the one I've got the truth. You don't got the truth. La blah, la blah, 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 back and forth amongst the brethren. you think that's God talking through you? No, it's the devil. absolutely. That's why I learned long ago, long ago that guess what <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be one of those people. I can tell you. Oh, man, those days. Like, I'm, I've am got the truth. You don't believe what I believe, you're not following God. I've got the truth. How dare you say I don't have the truth just because I don't believe what you believe. <laughs> oh, man. yeah, I know exactly how James is, you know, what he's thinking about. I used to be like that, but God worked with me and I've, I pretty much just, okay, well, here's the truth and I'll leave you with God. (laughs) Let him deal with you. I don't say too much after that. So understand, when you're continuing the arguing, the debating, the all right, all right, stuff, again, amongst the masters and teachers, okay, you're teaching others. It's talking about that. It's talking about master teachers that... Guess what? It isn't God that's controlling you. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion. That word is confusion, Babylon. (laughs) It's Babel, man. (laughs) And guess what? Satan likes that. That's his system, not God's. In every evil work. All you have to do is look around. I'm uh, attending the Feast of Tabernacle right now, and it's amazing. It was all together. All these believers were all together at one point, and guess what? They all broke up, and now you have all these different groups that believe in, you know, what they believe in, following the the, uh, food laws and the laws of God and keeping the feast and that kind of thing, and... But they're all broke up because this one master teacher believes that this should be done and this one believes that that should be done. and you know, God doesn't want that, but Satan does. It's evil work, yeah, because they talk bad about each other most of the time. That's sad. 17, James is letting you know this is how you knew the Holy Spirit is working through you. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. It's not your ideas. It's not your traditions. It's it's funny. I was listening to one of the preachers talk yesterday, and he was reading where Jesus said the traditions of elders make void the word of God. And you know what he said? Yeah. And he said, not all traditions are bad. Because why? Because he believes in traditions of men. <laughs> it's funny. I mean to tell you, it's 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 that's the pure part. I don't care what you think we should do, or what you think uh, Jesus wanted us to do. I care what the Bible says. Don't give me your ideas. That's the pure part. So James is saying. When you're getting wisdom from God, you're getting it from the Bible and what it's talking about, not your stuff. Then peaceable, which of course is, you know, being at one with God, talking as Jesus talked. Jesus said, follow me. Okay? And that's do as Jesus did. Gentle. Okay? Not yelling and screaming and fighting amongst each other that's not the holy spirit trying to force someone to believe your way and easy to be entreated easy to be entreated you're, you know you're easy to be around you're you know people can accept what you're saying because you're not a know it all you're not a uh, boaster you're not you know this and that um, full of mercy and good fruits. What you do shows people your acts. That's why James says, you know, show me your faith by your works. If you've got no works, you can't show me your faith. Okay? People watch you. They see what you're doing. Mercy and good fruits. Without partiality, which is an important one, you know, James is saying, hey, When you're a master teacher, make sure that you're not, um, if someone gives money to the church, you're not saying what they want you to say just because they're giving you money. You say, oh, I'll teach this because I know they like that and that's what they want to believe, and so I'm going to teach this. That's partiality. It's nothing to do with God, and it's not the Holy Spirit leading you. And without hypocrisy. So you teach one thing and then you go do another. It's interesting where I was talking to this lady yesterday, and she was saying that her husband, who is, you know, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't really uh, care too much for Christianity or for, you know, those that keep the feast here. Because he would come to the feast with his wife, and they would be saying something up there on the you know sermon in the front of everybody, and then he would watch them, and then they would do exactly opposite of what they just preached. Don't you hate that, man? Hypocrisy. So you master teachers, you're telling people you're supposed to do this. work this way. You're supposed to do that. But guess what? You're not doing it. You're doing just the opposite. People watch you. You got it? Absolutely. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And so, guess what? You're going to have the fruit of righteousness. That's God. That's His way. Not man's way. Okay, so when you're doing Master Teacher, you're teaching, make sure that you're following these things. This is the way you're teaching. And you will be being led by the Holy Spirit. So, have you ever wondered, are you being led by the Holy Spirit? Or are you being led by your human spirit? Which you can be. You can choose the flesh or the spirit. And that completes James chapter 3.